Welcome to the Gatecast and our journey through the Stargate, through SG-1, Atlantis and Stargate Universe. Destiny. The design is clearly ancient, launched hundreds of thousands of years ago. We were on a ship, but we have no idea where we are in relation to Earth. These are the wrong people in the wrong place. Shoot him. Why'd you do that? He told me to. I have a gun. What happened? Greer. Greer shot him. Each week, Alan and Mike will be following the adventures of the crew of the Destiny, along with one or two guest hosts. Join us for everything that is Stargate Universe. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the latest episode of The Gatecast. This week, we will be watching the Stargate Universe episode, Time. No Alan this week, but wait for it. Brad is making a spectacular return. I'm back. How are you? Good, Mark. Yourself? Not too bad. Early in the morning? Yeah, five o'clock. <laughs> five o'clock. <laughs> he's mad, folks. He's utterly mad. But then again, uh, he, he's still doing his, his own podcast, his Transformers podcast on a Friday, I think you record that. Yeah, yeah, and we normally go up to midnight, so doing two back-to-back in the one evening is a bit difficult. I noticed you're on the Podcast Awards. I voted for you a few times. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, we um we got nominated in the Podcast Awards, so a couple of days we'll find out if we win uh, Games and Hobbies. Right. That was a surprise. It was a surprise to you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. I hadn't heard anything from it. Another podcast I listened to mentioned it, so I went to the Podcast Awards and I was just scrolling through the categories. I thought, I recognise that show. Yeah. Yeah, so I think there was about 1,600 entrants in there originally, but um, we got pulled out the top 10 of games and hobbies, so... Right. Yeah. I think a lot of people are surprised how popular Transformers is if you put aside the movies. Yeah. Yeah, well, there's a lot of lot of people come on because of the movies, but um, that fan base was there and existing before the movies come out, and there's a few that wish the movies never come out. <laughs> so, um, you, you get that with every franchise. Yeah, for all my Blu-ray buying, I, I haven't bought... I didn't buy the last movie. Yep. I drew the line. It could be worse. You could be a G.I.J. fan and have nothing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Those two movies weren't very good either, were they? Yeah, and there's no figures coming out either, so... <laughs> good time to keep all your money. <laughs> That's true. Uh, merchandising these days is a, a very, very money-grabbing business. Oh, yes. You see something, you think, Oh, I've got to have it. I don't need it, but I want it. Yep. <laughs> Yesterday I, I purchased, pretty much got the full set of deluxe figures for the new Ninja Turtles movie. And gone, oh, yeah. I'm just getting the main screen cast and that's it. They can sit there together on the shelf and that's that line done. Because I didn't really grow up with that show. It never, it's never bothered me one bit. I think the only reason I watched the first, well, not the first movie, but the, the one before this one. Yeah, yep. Full live action CGI fest with Megan Fox was that. There was a riff tracks for it. So. Oh, okay, yep. I watched it with the riff tracks. Yep. And of course, you still got the gratuitous ass shot. <laughs> Seriously. I there's a couple. There's a couple. It could be worse. It could be doing Stargate. Yeah. Despite what, what we've been reading the past few weeks, I still don't think it's going to happen. Uh, it can be worse than what Devil and that are going to do to it? Well, that's what I mean. They keep coming out with comments and, you know, oh, reboot, rebate. Oh, we'll have a bit of SG-1 mythology in, in, in it, you know, bits and bobs. But again... Does any studio really want to put a couple hundred million into this when the market is saturated? Films are failing left, right and centre and only being propped up because the Chinese like them. Yeah, exactly. 
exploit. Well, this will date the episode, but this weekend when um, ID four two or whatever you want to call it comes, Resurgence comes out. Like I reckon it looks great. I want to go and see it. But is there a fan base there? I think most people are just hoping for a, a good, dumb, fun action movie for like summer blockbuster. But um, well, initial reviews aren't that promising. Oh, okay, I heard one that was all right. If you didn't like the um, original, you're probably not going to be well, good with well, this you, one. Well, you've got to read more. If you're going to re- read reviews, you've got to read multiple reviews. Yeah. You never really know where the review is coming from. Yeah, yeah, I just didn't know so many had seen it. This was during the week. I just heard another podcast mention one review was promising, but... Yeah, I think it's out in the States now. Yeah, that'll be an interesting one, because if they've spent $200 million on that or whatever, and if it doesn't make its money back, then... You've got to you've got to be really bad for it not to cover its costs if you open into the Chinese market. Yeah. Anyway, it isn't a movie podcast. Um, uh, yeah, it's still just interesting, and like even as we talked about on the Facebook group there during the week, like how it should have uh, everything wrong with Stargate. Just because I haven't I haven't revi- I haven't revisited the movie for a while, I'm just going through that and realizing, yeah, okay, some of the story, story plot, and all that sort of things a bit okay. I don't know how that sort of rebooting or retelling in a new uh, this day and age would sort of come across. Yeah, the market for remakes is not very buoyant. Yeah, we're talking about a Stargate reboot that may face similar problems. Mm. You, you've looked at was it Gods of Egypt? Very Egyptian for for the obvious reasons, and so much imagery in there that you think that could be put straight into a Stargate movie. Yeah, the original Stargate film, people would say a lot of style over substance. Not a lot of story there mm. when you get right down to it. And that's going to be a problem. How much do they expand on that? Do they bring in some of the mythology SG-1 used? Would that actually encourage the millions of people who used to watch Stargate television to embrace the movie? Or would it cause a backlash? If it causes a backlash, how would the studio uh, handle it? That's a problem with, with remakes. You know, Robocop. That would have been a fine sci-fi movie, but I've seen the original. Hmm. Grew up on the original, you know, you know the hits and everything, you know what the beats are supposed to follow, and then when they go and do something different, or which there's nothing wrong with, it's just um, jarring. Yeah, not going to Mars in Total Recall. Well, okay, you're just gonna yeah. have a you're just gonna have a, <laughs> a wasteland to go into. Yeah, we've got elevator that goes through the core of the planet. Yeah. Okay, then we haven't we haven't, <laughs> we haven't mastered space travel, but we've got a core <laughs> elevator. Nobody take this the wrong way, but. In many ways, I'm probably glad that this podcast will be be long gone if and when the Stargate theatrical feature hits the market. There'll be a reunion. You fear that, don't you? You think they're not young whippersnappers these days and anything can happen. Yeah. I mean, who, who would have thought, you know, I think it was mentioned in my Twitter timeline, people that follow Star Trek, you know, oh, uh, Dekov's died, you know, and you think, Walter, Walter Koenig. And he said, no, Yeltsin. Mm. You know, you go, blimey. Yep. So it can happen to anyone. It can. It, it just goes to prove uh, how fortunate these people who travel through the Stargate are that they actually <laughs> manage to live week to week. <laughs> yeah, no, no one's got space cancer yet. They've <laughs> <laughs> been exposed to so many different sorts of radiation. You'll be fine in a week. Don't worry about it. Slap this owl on. Mm. <laughs> yeah, all the people, all the techs at Area 51 working on the Asgard core and that. Suddenly turn turn into Asgards themselves, <laughs> losing all their hair and <laughs> drinking all that klepton radiation or whatever it is. The birthplace of superheroes, isn't it? Anything could be happening to your DNA. Yeah. Right then, we're babbling along 
babbling <laughs> on about all sorts of stuff. Yes, as I said, that Alan is away at an Ingress event. He is being visited by a German lady. I'm not saying that he's really been looking forward to it and he's had probably at least two showers prior to meeting her. Uh, Hopefully he'll be having a good time anyway. There may be video of the event and uh, photos and whatnot. I think he had a video of his last event when he had his drone flying along the canal in Sweden. Oh, one of our hosts, he, he does that as well. And um, I think last night was the after party or something. It's like something that they'd have at Burning Man or something. Yeah. You know, a Coachella. Yeah. You know, they make a weekend of it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not looking and into it. I've got my time's busy enough as it is. <laughs> you just you scratch your head and go, okay, I don't need to understand it. It's something you do on your phone. Yeah. But they made a social event out of it. Fair enough, go for it. Yeah. The Babylon Project was our last best hope for Scott. A self-contained podcast, one hour long, located on the internet. A place of fun and discussion for Babylon 5 fans everywhere. A shining beacon in cyberspace, all alone in the night. It was the dawn of the 20th anniversary of Babylon 5, the year the great war to free Bab 5 came upon us all. This is the story of the last of the Babylon podcasts. The year is 2014. The name of the place is the Babylon Project Podcast. Hi, this is Raul from the Babylon Project Podcast. Jim and I would like to invite you to join us as we celebrate the 20th anniversary of one of the most important sci-fi series of all time, Babylon 5. We'll be making our way through all five seasons with commentary and thoughts and a little bit of fun. Find us at babylonprojectpodcast.wordpress.com or you can find us on iTunes. Look forward to hearing from you. And remember, no boom today, boom tomorrow. There's always a boom tomorrow. Okay then, folks, we'll be watching Stargate Universe Time. Uh, this video is taken from the Region 2 DVD. It has a runtime of 41 minutes, 50 seconds. We are both currently looking at the black screen prior to uh, the episode starting. I will do the 3 to 1 countdown this week in English, mainly because I'm English and I only know English. Apologies <laughs> for that. <laughs> same, same to right. Yeah, we're not going to say anything about certain referendums that have been taking place the weekend of this recording. All you need to know is we're here, we're still here, the nukes haven't gone off. <laughs> yes, it hasn't been the end of the world. Yes. Okay, uh, a little change this week. Brad will be doing the episode information. I apologise, <laughs> I apologise early. He, he's got all the information, he should be able to, he knows how it's done. I just got to, I don't look at the screen while the pretty ship's flying at me. <laughs> Yeah, you don't want to be distracted. I normally mute, mute the audio just so that I don't... Because sometimes you hear the music come to an end and you're thinking, oh, that's stuff, that's stuff, that's stuff. If you do want to watch along with us, probably not the best way to do it. It's not designed to be a, a simple commentary episode, but it can be done because hopefully I've synced everything up correctly. Pause your video at the blank screen, and when I say clicky, press play. You ready then, Brad? Yep. <laughs> that's how everybody does it. Yeah. It's not too difficult. <laughs> Got a nice library getting built up there of past episodes, and uh... we're all ready then. Three, two, one, click. Destiny. The design is clearly ancient, launched hundreds of thousands of years ago. What the hell are we? Oh, episode time, season one, episode eight, gatecast episode three eighteen. Times written, directed by Robert T. Cooper. It was released in first aired in the US, November. 
13, 2009 in Canada, November 13 as well. Lucky buggers. Um, <laughs> the UK, November 17th. We got it down here in Australia, November 20th. Germany got it uh, March the 28th of 2010. And uh, Sweden had to wait until April 16th of 2010 as well. So a bit of a wait there for them over there. Makes a change for you. Only had to wait to wait. Yeah, yeah normally six months or so. <laughs> uh, shows with the same name. Blossom, Ren and Roy, Rainbow, Early Edition, Here and Now, Transformers, Cybertron. Oh, no, what did you put that in there for? <laughs> uh, Roadhouse and the Shack. Right then, we're here. Jungle set. This is an impressive jungle set. Welcome to the jungle. Thank you, Greer. And this was on the Bridge Studios. Built it all in-house. First alien planet. On stage one. They built it indoors because they wanted to shoot in the rain. And believe it or not, while there is plenty of rain in Vancouver, actually controlling it it makes it (laughs) a little bit difficult. (laughs) Even if it is a bit sticky. So you're not nervous at all? Afraid some giant alien insect is going to come out and bite you. Yeah, unfortunately, Eli, if you saw a giant alien insect, you'll be the one screening. Chloe will be the one that goes around hitting it. Yeah, I could see the scream coming. <laughs> Including you, Eli. I need a Kino. Yeah, already. I need a Kino prop in me collection. What? Looks like he's sitting on the loo. I need a break. He needs a Kit Kat. So hot. Civilians. All you're doing is standing there. Making sure nothing crawls up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's Corporal Marsden, played by Ryan Booth. He appears in six episodes of Universe. I wonder if Eli's hacked the Pino remote yet. Built himself a little Tetris game or something to put on there as well. <laughs> Good. <laughs> okay, now it's creepy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's got the patience of the saint with Eli after some of the things he's done. In general. Hmm, Wiley X. Company that produces... Eye protection for the US military and other militaries around the world, as well as supplying NASCAR drivers, Harley Davidson, and other quite reputable companies. What's so funny? <laughs> no, 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 seriously. You're laughing pretty hard. <laughs> Come on, tell me. Why would you tell me? about me, isn't it? That scene with TJ and the Marine laughing, that was put in just because they wanted to hear Elena actually laugh on screen. She has such a good laugh. What's that saying? A starving man. <laughs> Tasting <Yeah>. plate. <laughs> isn't, this isn't the way to test food. Surely they've got a device to test water purity. Can't they actually test the composition of food? Oh, maybe it wasn't ripe. <laughs> Try it. Ah, no. Not this good. might sound bad, but this is why someone should have taken a dog along. <laughs> If the dog can eat, we can. Actually, we wouldn't know which one caused it. Uh, Volker just puked. Have you eaten anything here? Oh, God, I hope not. Eli. Hmm? Oh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah, come on, Eli. A little bit of privacy. The guy's not well. <laughs> not well at all. He does look bad. My head's pounding and my neck's a little... Oh, Oh, Volker's gone. Volker's done. Sorry. Dial back. Not dropping it. Oh, good God, they're all dropping like flies. Russia's like, uh, I'm just going to back yeah. away. <laughs> I'm not even going to touch him. Yeah. And already you noticed, hang on a minute, this is all Kino footage. Yeah. I love that honeycomb effect around the outside of the screen. Yeah. The fish eye look to it yeah. as well. Yeah. Yep. Feels like you're running a temperature. I thought it was just the heat. Is your neck bothering you? Yeah, it just started stiff at the back mostly. If you uh, dig into the extras on the Blu-ray or DVD... 
you'll see the building of the set, testing of all the water sprinklers. Really impressive. Well, that's the thing. Making a set is one thing, but actually having it waterproof and that to just drench, like the gate and all that. I don't know if we see that one spin, but um, all the mechanics and all that having to stay dry. and Yeah. See from sort of special features and that from past movies and that where they have big rain scenes and that, they um, water does get everywhere. On the commentary, Robert C. Cooper and David Blue, they were talking about how Robert was delighted that Stargate Universe was being filmed in this more documentary style. But when he came to actually direct this episode, that all went out the window because the camera is always slowly moving. Uh, so blocking and setup is everything. Yep. And a lot of these takes were long takes. Very difficult. But he's just standing there doing nothing. <laughs> he's just standing there observing everyone at the moment. Sir, until we know more, I'm recommending that we don't return to the Destiny with anything that might be contagious. Roger that. Let us know if anyone on board is exhibiting similar symptoms. At least that way we'll know for sure if it has nothing to do with this planet. Will do. Check in every hour regardless. Copy that. Young out. Well, what do you know? Rush isn't impressed. Someone should have packed the uh, lifestyle scanners in the, from Atlantis. <laughs> yeah. find, out, find out exactly what it is. That's a problem. You can't really go back and get stuff now, can you? No. You're kind of screwed. At least Atlantis only had to survive a year before they got free movement of goods. Yeah, and you only sort of... If you were going to have that one supply run, what sort of list would you put on that? Yeah. There'd be there'd be a hundred things you'd forget. Greer's happy anyway. Yeah, no earplugs. This is this is a good way, though. It makes you think that the set is huge. Mm. I mean, how do you set this up? People in the background telling him, okay, you start talking, and in 10 seconds, the camera will actually focus on you. Yeah, it's just like, hey, we're going to have a two-minute scene, and everyone play your part, we're just going to go from one to the other. and Yeah. You don't know. You're using up our antibiotics on a hunch. Yes, that was my judgment call. TJ holding a ground, and Rush, of course, not a happy camper. He never is. Okay, Eli, give it a rest. thought you said it wasn't far. It's not. Beauty of this, Ryan, the cameraman, is doing the footage now, but shortly, all the footage you'll see will be in this camera rig on David Blue's head. He asked if he could do a bit of camera work. Yeah. The sulfur. I hate to see the ants made those. Giant killer ants, staple of 50s sci-fi. Hey, hey, hello, what are you doing? Haven't you seen Alien? <coughs> you think this is what's making people sick? <laughs> it certainly smells like it could. And the <laughs> chemical weapons from this stuff. Yeah, I know. But we don't know the exact compound, the concentration. Oh, now, well, there's more over here. No, no, it's all right, I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> He's really not happy. Don't want to make anybody else on the ship sick. What if it's staying here? It's going to kill us. Well, this couldn't get much worse. Yeah, most of the cast are wearing uh, waterproof thermals underneath. Mm. Not entirely waterproof, but doing the best of a bad job. What? It'll help pass the time. Okay, I'll go first. Hackers, obvious. It's not that good a movie. <laughs> the Matrix. Okay, I'll give you that. Old school? Old school, no, come on. You left, right? If trilogies count as one, then all three original Star Wars. But but if if only one, then then Empire. <laughs> Rush isn't. Has he noticed that Rush isn't talking? Man, this is hard. I could pick so many. <laughs> Did I kill him? Maybe it should be top ten. DJ. Yeah. Goodwill Hunting has got to be James. there somewhere. He's not doing well. This is great water, though. Mm. And one thing they said when they turned off all the sprinklers, 
the heat of the studio would actually create steam. <laughs> Felt like a tropical jungle. Yeah. Oh, oh Christ. Holy moly. Jesus. Ow. Okay, I'm turning the volume down for that. Yeah. <laughs> Chaos erupts. Come in. If you can hear me, please respond. What's wrong? I don't think. Why is he doing that? Gotta get out of here. We can't. And now the gate's going wonky as well. Water's flowing down the ramp. No, look at them, great big... Uh, oh, that is... Jungle worms. Oh, uh, oh. Uh. Jesus. Oh, I was going to say, no, I flesh. What do you think? What the hell is going on here? Good point, freeze frame. And that shot, they actually took one of the Genesis cameras, covered it in kind of bubble wrap and foam, and rolled it along the floor. Yep. A very expensive camera. You get one shot at this. Yeah. And of course, this twist now, and you think... Okay, so that's recorded footage from a Kino they found on this alien world. It wasn't shaky cam. Hey, did you guys hear? Yeah, there was a Kino already there. How is that possible? We dropped out of FTL, the gate dialed, then we sent a Kino to check out the planet. They go through and there's another one already there, lying on the ground not far from the gate. Hey, guys, we only sent one Kino, right? Turns out the databank was full. Looks like the databank is full. Okay, that'd be freaking to you. Either think someone's been here before us, or that is ours, our keynote. Mm. I wonder if they've got a serial number on them or something. Date stamp. Yeah, <laughs> Eli was here. Going through the gate to the planet to gather food. Then apparently some people started getting sick. I think that I was one of them. But that didn't happen. Obviously. You're fine, right? Apparently they found human remains too. And it's nice as well that they've used a secondary cast for this kind of exposition. Mm. And of course, you've got Spencer there, who not been the uh, best behaved in the last few weeks, okay. but at least they seem to uh, accepted him as... Oh, dear. Romeo, Romeo, <laughs> where is my Romeo? <laughs> Pretty understandable. Not to me. I was talking about the barfing. I was moving on. How is this possible? Yeah, you can't really explain this, can you? No. What about an alternate reality? Yeah, even, even by anybody that's read the SGC reports, this is something new. Yeah. ...developed on the planet, I suggest that we quarantine everyone who went through to retrieve this Kino. Yeah, that might be a, too late for that, I would have thought. They're in a very closed environment. That's why all the, uh, all your key personnel aren't on the away team. <laughs> Again. We were only there for, like, a half hour at most. As soon as they stepped through the gate, though, the uh, air ventilation would have pulled anything off them, spread it throughout the ship. Mm. Don't know what sort of biofilters the Destiny has, but they're probably not working very well. Yeah, well, that's it. They'd only be just making do, so they'd still be breathing bad air. The recording happened somehow. What do you think was wrong with the gate? Looks like the wormhole connection was unstable. Would have been extremely dangerous to even attempt travel. Oh, better than staying there. <laughs> yeah. I'm mildly annoyed. I didn't recognise the effect on the on the uh, wormhole, on the event horizon. Oh, of the, the wormhole, the static. Yeah. Because yep. we've seen that before. Mm. I certainly didn't recognise it first time around when this was broadcast on TV. No. No, that's it. You're sort of looking around the set, waiting for something to happen. Yeah. You're probably too busy, you know, thinking this is an episode you've got to watch. You've got to you've got to concentrate on this. Mm. Chloe's dead. Wow. <laughs> James, Spencer, Marsden, Brody, all dead. <laughs> was that all? <laughs> there was a few fallen. 
in the commentary, you know, again, having a nice quiet chat about this. And Robert says, uh, paraphrase, in the writers' room, this is where all the writers actually said, David Blue can act. Mm. This is when they realised they'd be able to throw anything at him and he'd be able to handle it. Reasonably young actor. You know, he's not a well, well-trod well veteran like Louis is. Yeah. Or Robert, of course. And this is where he tapes a kino to his helmet. Again, the DVD extras, they show it him. The camera is about two inches long. The lens is about two and a half inches. And the backpack is about the size of three shoebox. Yep. Containing the batteries and the control systems. Hopefully the gate will start working before it gets dark again. Credit to makeup and David's performance. He looks rough. We don't have much ammunition left. Eli, what are you doing? And now we see footage, quite literally, from David Blue's head. <laughs> it's strange seeing a television program shot like this, but I like it. Volker wasn't killed by the creatures. TJ says he died of the illness during the night. Everyone seems to be coming down with symptoms at this point. Do I need to point out yet again that in documenting this could be important? See? See? <laughs> yeah. Justification. Yes. <laughs> Never question me again. Fly. If someone hadn't shot it. You have one, Eli. Don't don't give up now. I wondered at first it was the power requirement. It couldn't fly anymore, but obviously it's been damaged. Mm. He's now in a coma. Eli, you okay? <laughs> Compared to most everyone else. Oh yeah, body bags. Don't go too far. We are under quarantine. Yeah, or it got wet in the storm or something. Sergeant Greer has found a cave nearby. It could be our best chance to survive another night. There's always a cave. So these things come from underground, and you want to go underground as well? <laughs> <laughs> well, at this point, they haven't connected the dots between those kind of steaming vents mm. and these what look like symbiotes on acid. Yeah. A bit bigger, faster, but that's what they look like. And go through, <laughs> go through the chest and not the neck. Yeah, straight through. Yeah. Which is which is interesting in itself. Like they would have wouldn't have encountered humans before. Yet that's the death kill. Yeah, you assume that they uh, they kill the animal, then maybe come back later when it's partially rotted to consume it. Yeah, it would have been good to see a couple of like alien carcasses or something around one of the holes, or just some bones anyway. It's not easy. You can tell it, it really affects you when you, you can't help people. It does. My mom was a nurse. She got stuck by a needle trying to restrain a junkie in the ER. Oh, interesting. Needle stick. She got HIV. Yeah, to learn it this way. Mm. Something he probably, well, I say he probably wouldn't tell anybody, but here he is. The situation is so dire, telling this part of his life seems reasonable. That must have been hard on you. Hmm. Do you have a family? My parents. My dad's retired. What'd he do? He was a tailor. He's actually the one who taught me how to do stitches. <laughs> I remember this one time he, he cut himself pretty badly with some scissors and sewed it up himself and kept right on working. <laughs> Professional tailor cut himself with some scissors. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that wouldn't have happened one too many times. No. This is such a... Is this the same uh, cave set as we've seen before? I don't. I think it's a new cave for this for this episode. It's very roomy, isn't it? It's yeah, just like a big open area. Yep. This is the same set they built the ice planets on, though. Oh, okay. Yep. But obviously they're using the full set rather than just a, a corner. Because mm. really, that ice planet was 
ridiculously cramped. Press how much good footage they got from such a small area. Yeah. I don't know, maybe seven or eight. My grandfather died, and my parents took me to the funeral. Watching his casket getting lowered into the ground, it, it was the first time that I realized I was going to die one day. Robert said when you were writing this episode, first time he's had to use a spreadsheet program to uh, map out the episode. Link everything together, make sure the timeline was right. Adding bits in when things made sense and taking things out when they didn't. And David said, like, he's a sci-fi nerd. He, this is a sort of story he loves. He had no problem explaining it to the rest of the cast. Yeah. Even funnier, while this episode was in preparation, the renewal for the actors' contracts for the second season were being negotiated. And half the cast get killed. <laughs> Julia Benson, the Lieutenant James, who's dead at this point on the planet, she hadn't read the whole episode. It was up to her husband, who was her boyfriend at the time, who read the whole episode and actually told her that she was still alive at the end. <laughs> well, that's it, the thing, and it's such a large cast. And, but a lot of them do go on in season two, so it's sort of, they kept most of them around. MGM and Sci-Fi carried it. Yep. They, they committed to it. You can criticise their final cancellation, but it, everybody knew at the time, even the viewers knew, certain amount of viewers it had to get on the Sci-Fi Channel live broadcast, and if it doesn't, then it's going. Mm. It managed to just do it on the first season, couldn't do it on the second. Yeah, like most seasons that have happened before in SGA and SG1, sort of, you lose one or two of your bigger actors in that season, they're replaced by one or two for the second season, but we've never had a cast this big. Maybe not for you and me, but that idea... That's the reason why I ended up here. Robert Carlyle is just such a bloody awesome actor. You see him when Rush loses his temper, is the emotion, the rage, the anger, and now quiet, peaceful, introspective, and you believe them both. We have to make it through the day. These two are always great together. Mm. It's unusual for you know the difference in ranks. Obviously, probably came through uh, the military by different avenues. And Greer, you know, again, you're learning so much about him. He feels guilty over something that I suppose technically didn't happen. Yeah. It wasn't your fault, Sergeant. It didn't look like there was anything you could have done differently. I am not interested in what did not happen. He let the people down. He let them get killed, so, even though he, he got his chest eaten out. Mm. Regardless of how that recording came into existence, avoiding the issue is simple. We just don't go back to that planet. Doesn't bother you? Like you said, it didn't happen. Just a story, right? Well, I am curious to find out how it turns out, though. When you get right down to it, Greer is a very troubled individual. Not me. Yeah, after the commercial break, we will return to... Yeah. <laughs> what just happened? Uh, she started complaining that her head hurt... She just dropped. We've seen that before. Yes, we have. This time, she at least someone caught her. People began to get sick on the planet in the recording. Vaguely disturbing. DJ? Yeah, over here. James is uh, ill as well. Yep. And is that Franklin is on the other bed? I've got four more cases. So far, everyone who went to the planet or came in contact with someone who did. What can it be contained? I don't know. But whatever it is, it's extremely virulent. <laughs> There's 80 of you living in a very small area of the ship. Well, that, that's it. There's so many of them. If someone gets the cold, everyone's going to get it. They're not a, yeah. They're not getting the proper diet. The immune system's going to be all out of whack. 
M4 carbine. Hold the grip firmly. Stock braced against your shoulder. It's got a kick. Keep your finger off of the trigger till you're ready to kill whatever it is you're pointing at. Oh, here we are. <laughs> David wanted to know when he would get to fire a gun. He got to handle the 9mm in the previous episode. Uh, yep. Now he gets to handle the M4. A bit of a difference here. Yep. Safety's off. A little bit dangerous because to get the shot, the muzzle had to be very close to the camera, which is on his head. Oh, man. <laughs> what happened to short bursts? The uh, camera done a good good job of knocking down all fuzzy too. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> Sonic grenade or big block of C4. I'm sure they haven't got that much to spare. Didn't really need that much. Yeah. It was Ryan filming this. So when the explosion goes away, recognise the fact that they wouldn't let David Blue shoot this because it was too dangerous. Best defence is offence. We're with you, Greer. Go for it. Fire in the hole. Yeah. Literally. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nice effect with the mud on the screen. <laughs> yeah. Just piss them off. Oh. Now that's David. Ryan got the face full of dirt. David got to shake the dirt off the camera. <laughs> Greer's game walking in front of him. He is, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. Because Eli probably hasn't got the safety on. Oh. Wow. <laughs> Tentacles. I'm imagining Caddyshack here. Oh, okay. That's disgusting. Come on. We got more of these things to hit. There's a bunch of these alien critters now tunneling into another outlet. Out to get you. Revenge. Yeah, they're amassing the fruits. Yeah. <laughs> Our idyllic, idyllic forest has been invaded by uh, aliens from another world. Big two-legged things. <laughs> and they've just drawn first blood. <laughs> They're probably making a documentary about it in their little uh, civilization. Or is there a chance it could resolve by itself? There are a number of things that could be causing temporary interference. Well, we have 11 hours until Destiny's supposed to jump back into FTL. There's no way of telling how long it's going to last. And I guess it would be crazy to just try and go anyway. Look, we can't assume that the gate is actually even connecting to Destiny. There'd be very little chance of surviving an unstable wormhole. I know they'd probably, you know, they'd probably get played a decent amount for a regular on a, even a Canadian TV series backed by a US broadcaster, but there, there are times they get put through hell. Mm. Such an interesting episode, though. You get you go through periods of intense action, drama, and then everything quietens down. Plus, you're getting a lot of backstory from characters, too. Yeah. Filling in some gaps. And... It would help if I knew the cause. Of all the crew... TJ must be under the most pressure. Perhaps more so than Colonel Young himself. As a medic, the responsibility being placed on their shoulders is immense. Everybody's life is in their hands. Down you go. <laughs> oh, that isn't good. Then you got the poor soldier there keeping watch. <laughs> yeah, you're going to get yeah. it too. <laughs> See anything? No. Eh. Maybe we got them all today. Okay, this is also like Doom, isn't it? Yeah. The movie. Just a little bit better for this shot. Did you see that? Did you see something? I, th I think I saw something. If you see anything, move out there. Don't ask. Just shoot. Right. Right. Okay. <laughs> Don't shoot it unless you're sure. <laughs> yeah, we're all, we're all behind these logs. <laughs> Asgard walks it, mate. <laughs> Yeah, we've got to rescue you. There goes the one, oh, one trip home. The Kino has night vision. Why didn't I turn it on? 
This is not. Second guess yourself. And the question was asked, why is the night vision grey? Because it looked cool. Yeah. Oh, especially that. Oh, blimey. They're in the damn trees. <laughs> <laughs> they do look like symbiotes, don't they? Yeah. There's just something more out of the primordial lose. Watching yourself fighting for your life. You know, M4s are brilliant weapons, but you could really do some assault shotguns at a time like this. Yeah. Who's got the push? Where's the clubs? Brush. <laughs> yeah. A board with a nail in it. That baseball bat. Crazy! You are. Oh, I love that. Rush just given, gives him that look and shrugs. Yeah, I am. Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going for it. <laughs> Watch where you go in. Clever idea now to make that fall look like the night vision got broken. Wait! Ah! Someone's got to try. Look, I'll redo if I make it. You'll know it's safe. If? Wait, wait, you said... Hey, for a moment there, I thought we were in trouble. I love that when I learned what he was on about. What? I haven't seen that movie in years. I don't think I've seen the movie. <laughs> haven't you? I don't oh, have one for the list. Great Western. I'll check Netflix. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. It's uh, Butch's last line before he and Sundance run out to face the Bolivians. One of my favourites, too. Well, well, we do have something in common after all. You've heard raindrops keep falling on my head? Yeah, yeah. That's from that movie. And you can't blame Rush for that. At that point, if they stood the ground, one or more of them are going to die. You might as well take the chance. Yeah. Worst case, you die. Or you just don't rematerialise. Ooh, they they fly, they, they leap at you. We've got two on him. Yeah, he's Dewey. Turn again. Time to rush. Yeah, pause it. Ooh, that's not good. Uh-oh. Someone hasn't cooked the meat very well. Something brought back from the planet? Not the planet they just went to, the planet you and Scott went to. The ice planet. That was weeks ago. Oh, callback. This is a sample of the water we've been drinking, isn't it? When people outside the quarantine started coming down with symptoms, I knew we needed to look for another common source. But we tested it at the time. At the time, we couldn't see it. The microscope just wasn't powerful enough. The organism was just too small. Well, it isn't now. Was... The quality of the ice was mentioned at the time. Was the water not tested? So we've all got it? Uh. Well, everyone's immune system is different. The time it takes for symptoms to emerge will vary. But once it's strong enough to pass from the blood to the nervous system, it works fast. <laughs> yeah, that could be a problem, couldn't it? Well, for a moment there, I thought we were in trouble. Okay, not as funny. <laughs> not a bad effort by Rush to lighten the mood a bit. Save for the healthy people. Yeah, no, ooh. yeah, that's what happens when you put it into one big tank. Yeah. Okay, convenient the Kino is actually facing Scott. Yeah. But it's a great scene, this is. Eli's bloody hand. Yeah. Eli. <laughs> Eli? This is the bloke waking up and finding he's the last one on Earth. Mm. Or Rick Grimes in Walking Dead or something like that. God. Omega Man or uh, whichever variation you want to <laughs> watch. Looks like a staff blast on your shoulder. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. That's not a tunnelling injury. Ah! 
Why, God? Why? <laughs> well, from his perspective, he only like seen the start of the attack the night before and got bitten. Yeah. And he's been out. But this is where his training kicks in. Mm. He is a soldier. It's 45 minutes. Which is, you go, hang on a minute, he was infected. Well, he was bitten. What? In, but he's obviously infected as well, so... Yeah. Everyone here is dead, except me. To be honest, this is probably the only only area of this episode that's a little bit weak. The very fact that these two very different elements work together and give you the solution. I've been starting to, to feel sick. Headache, pain in the back of the neck. The bite still hurts like a bitch, but everything else is, is better. It makes you wonder if he'd actually do this, if he'd do the... Again, like Rush, I don't think you've got a choice. You're either going to live the rest of your life on this planet, or in other words, you're going to die when it gets dark, or jump through the gate and go for it. Space gate. Chances are, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, worst case, you go through a space gate and you, you freeze in 30 seconds. Mm. I'd prefer that than panel boring insects. Yeah, probably. On my own, I likely won't survive the night here. You know what? I think you're right, Scott. Staggering up to the gate. A slight pause before he enters the event horizon. Whee! That was Russia's goal. Yes. Which is a bit freaky when you think about it. <laughs> what just happened? It went back in time. <laughs> Uh, he's clicked. He's figured out what's going on now. What are you doing? Making sure it hasn't happened yet. What hasn't happened yet? The solar flare is the only explanation. If a wormhole's trajectory takes it too close to a star, and it passes through an active solar flare, it can cause it to move forwards or backwards in time. In some cases, the wormhole can actually loop back around and connect to the same gate in a different time. In this case, the past. Whoa, whoa. Okay. It's making my brain hurt. Uh, oh my god. Back to the future. How can I not put that on my list? Rush does seem like the person who would do all his background work when he joined the SGC. There we go. In every series now, we've got it. Yeah. We go back to 1969 and say, we're going to use this at least five or six more times. <laughs> but in the past. God, that is so weird to think that was really us on the keynote. As in a previous unaltered timeline. And uh, Robert said this was great techno babble that Robert C. Cooper wrote. Why are we dialing the gate back there? As I said, to make sure the solar flare that disrupted gate travel hasn't happened yet. Thankfully, it hasn't. Yeah, but why do we care about that? Because I think we might have to go back there. This is where David in the country said, you know, he understands all this sort of thing. It's 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 like gold to him. He just loves it. I've been starting to to feel sick. Headache pain in the back of the neck the bite still hurts like a bitch but everything else is, is better Robert also said he was right in the episode he had issues with the final act you know trying to make everything fit together and to work and that's when he had this brilliant idea let's kill them all again and everything kind of fell into place mm. it fell into a coma it obviously releases some sort of venom when it bites yeah but what are they are come on yeah You've got to make a huge leap for this to work. Do you have the equipment to process an antivenine? Well, based on this video, people are going to die from this infection and quickly. <laughs> what you can do, catch one alive and just get it to bite everybody. Yeah. Just nip them. Just a matter of time before we all get it. 
right? I'll go, sir. You, I think you need a bloody long net. <laughs> Who's got the taser? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who don't we like? You stand there. 80 people. <laughs> I'm good to go, sir. Getting Kino visuals. It's nighttime and... Oh, hey, surprise, surprise, it's raining. We'll all go. Safety in numbers, what could happen? We're already dead. We can't wait. According to the timestamp on the recording, you have an hour until the first team lost contact because of the solar flare. 45 minutes to be safe. How many do you think we'll need? Hopefully a small dosage of the venom will do it. Dead or alive? Alive, preferably. I can't exactly anticipate the physiology. Not much time. Good luck. <laughs> That's one of the problems, of course, isn't it? They can't really wait for daytime because the destiny's got a mind of its own. Yeah, it peeps a ticking clock. Uh, there we go. She needs a live specimen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Rush, I'm staying here. She's dead. We're going to get another one of those scenes. They filmed this a couple of times. The first time, DJ kept looking away, giving Eli privacy. It wasn't what Rob wanted. He wanted her involved in it, you know, acknowledging the fact that this is a very intimate moment that needs to be to be heard. If it isn't heard, it hasn't been said. Now, we've seen previous footage of the night vision where they glow. <laughs> Why is yeah. it, everyone not got a Kino remote on their, on their site? <laughs> yeah, there must be more than one, surely. Yeah, yeah just have 20 Kinos there. James is dead again. Oh well, no antibiotics. Park isn't looking too good either. Why do people always wait until times like these to tell someone how they really feel? It's so stupid. I, I just... Yeah, but you're not going to change human nature. <laughs> no. Even experiencing all this, it's only when people see the footage that they know you still won't tell them afterwards. Yeah. And this was the interesting bit. We haven't known each other that long, but I think we make each other happy. When I'm near you, things are just better. <laughs> you don't even know how amazing you are. <laughs> DJ knows he's already dead, but she's giving Eli this moment to unburden himself. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes you just need to get it out and Instead of bothering me, otherwise there's that uh, never got to say goodbye and all that sort of thing. To be fair, you only became best friend because she was interested in Scott. <laughs> <laughs> and you're stuck in a bottle. Yeah. I just... Oh, don't cry, TJ. <laughs> These scenes must be the easiest to write music for because you only have to do something very subtle. Yeah, just a slow string section or something. Yeah. You just letting the actors and the writers do their thing. Mm. Even interesting too, it's still all handheld camera work. Like again, it'd be the perfect one to have a set camera set up. You're only going yeah. from one to the other, you're not sort of crossing and she's awake. <laughs> Please don't die. Zombie. Yeah. I don't think this episode is missing. Well, you, you think, okay, you're going to get bitten by one of those creatures. Guess what happens when you die? <laughs> Even Park's breaking down. Yeah. I mean, obviously, she's been caring for James. Eli. 
she's gone. Again, I've said it before and I'll probably keep saying it. I loved Atlantis, I love SG-1, but you wouldn't get anything like this. you got some nice moments, in, but these are hammering you over the head with these emotional, dramatic scenes. Well, that's it. You look at so look at Atlantis with um, the shrine, very emotional, packed episode, but nothing, nothing like this in it. Yeah. Chloe Armstrong has passed away. They are falling like flies on Destiny. TJ's having a breakdown, not unexpected. This is a truly beautiful scene between between TJ and Park. I don't see anything. I gotta be here somewhere. I read you. Go ahead. The vessel's commander should not really be going on this mission. No, especially after saying what happened previously. <laughs> I'm sorry to have to tell you we've already lost four people. Doctors Franklin, Volker, Lieutenant James. Chloe. You know, maybe episode or two ago, they had the big argument, what do you tell the away team when something's going wrong? Yeah. Rush didn't want to tell them everything because there's nothing they could do. This time he chose to. Oh, that was nice. Pure by luck as well, that the uh, camera approached him without the light on his face and at the last second... Scott! Come on, Scott. Snap out of it. We need you. Oh. Hello, here we go again. Uh... Whee! <laughs> Sneaky bugger! <laughs> they all get to die again. <laughs> oh, this is oh, not no. good. Not good at all. <laughs> oh, in it goes. Crunch, crunch, crunch. It hasn't come out yet. <laughs> no, it's staying in there. They probably just wanted a little bit of shelter from yeah. the rain. That's all it is. Gotta admire Jamil. There was a very big, heavy camera above his head that they dropped down a few feet. <laughs> Trust us, it's gonna stop a couple inches from your face. <laughs> well, here we go. Scott is at the gate. Got the keynote. Wow, surprising court, that is, isn't it? Hmm. You got the music ratcheting up, which is becoming a hallmark of the series. You might be a little concerned that these creatures could come through the gate. Yeah, follow someone through. Yeah. I don't know how they'd go in a metallic environment. This might still do a bit of damage. Colonel Young, do you read? Originally, there wasn't going to have this explanation. <laughs> you imagine if they finished the episode without this. Hmm. It's because a solar flare interfered with gate travel. And I managed to send this Kino back in time. So this is... Scott learning from information from the first timeline, now passing information onto the second timeline from the third timeline. Mix and match as appropriate. And we've all been drinking it, but there is hope. There's a, a creature that, that lives on this planet, lots of them actually, that could hold the key to saving you in small doses. Their venom actually cures the disease, but be very careful, they're, they're deadly. <laughs> In it, in it, in it. <laughs> Beyond you, Beyond you, Scott. Sleep in their nest, not far from the gate. 
Oh, nice. Almost looks like an ancient drone. Come on! Ah, he's waiting for... Ah, there we go. Please believe me, you don't have much time to act now, or you are all going to die. Very much like a certain Stargate SG-1 episode, mm. where they had to get the information through the wormhole, or die trying. No. Okay. No, it doesn't get to end there. <laughs> it doesn't get to end there. That's not me cutting the end off. That is the end of the episode. Oh, dear me. There. <laughs> the, the, the only good part is that you can extrapolate what's going to happen. Yeah. They're going to find the Kino. They're going to realise that they've got that disease from the parasites. They're going to figure out a way to safely capture one of these bees. They're going to kill everything, and they'll never mention it again. That's, um, yeah, that's from memory, they don't. There's no mention of it again. <laughs> no, where's part two? <laughs> yeah, you can watch him die at least two or three more times, surely. Well, yeah, now they know that uh, at a certain point the gate's going to start malfunctioning and they're going to get a reboot at it or retry it. But... Yeah. Mm. But you watch that and you think, okay, so that is the Kino that Scott sent back through time, which was, which was found and then sent them back through time. <laughs> that score was Rush from the second time he went through, but it actually the... <laughs> okay, my, my, my head's hurting. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you just got to sit back and go, that was a bloody good episode. Well, that's what I was trying to figure out when we see Rush there. Going, well, he's there. That would mean there's now two Kinos there. <laughs> yeah, but uh, one, one of them they picked up. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. that kind of went through the timeline twice. Yeah. Or at least the dead, you know, the one that was full of data got kept and a fresh one went which, if they don't have serial numbers or anything, identical. Mm. Good power supply. You know, sleeping mode. Solid state. And they don't have to hover. Uh, don't have to hover anymore either, yeah, so that'd, that'd, be a, probably, uh, that'd be a big power consumption. Very different episode. Very good episode. I've got to say, it made up for last week's, which was maybe the weakest episode so far. That was Earth? Yeah. Yeah. It's very interesting going back and getting caught up on the first few episodes. G1, SGA, you sort of... You can go, you've got your... You episodes you can go and watch the fifth race and all them sort of you know what they are it's a contained story yet with this it's sort of in season one anyway it's not really well i suppose this one's one an episode you watch for what happens in that episode it's a linear story there's no it's non-episonic like light light and darkness the way they go into each other like you got to watch both of them to see how see how it pans out yeah i think a lot, a lot of people have said when when you start a new series you want to throw in some standalones that people can jump in and out of. Yeah. Hopefully get them hooked before you introduce the arc. Although, nowadays, you, you get shows coming right out of the gate saying, we are an RB show. But then if you've got the whole season there ready to go, well, you can watch, you can play through it or something like this, having to watch weekly episodes of SGU. Because you don't really get much of a recap either when you go into the new episode. Jack? Daniel? Are you you? Yeah. You? What? I like the yellow ones. Never mind. Once again, Mac hasn't disappointed us by sending us some feedback for last week's episode. Hey guys, another awesome episode. Wow, what a thrill ride. I'll keep this short. What the beep is Colonel Young doing? Don't blame Rush or any other member of the team on that ship. Your standing orders should be, when you leave via the communication stones, no one else is allowed to countermand your orders. Maybe even have a secret code word. What a complete melt. Cockney for beeping idiot. Secondly, who let strangers come aboard their ship and let them try to kill you? 
The ship is old, but how about you let them go system by system, getting lower levels back to say, at least 75% before you let them muck about. Try this beeping insane idea. No was the answer, and no should have been the only answer. Thank God crazy old Rush had the balls to stop them. And look what happened. The people sent to help ran like chickens. Okay, rant over. I did like this episode, but if you think I would let them do this, the answer is no. I replied that there's no argument over the use of the chain of command on the Destiny. No way if O'Neill had swapped around would anybody be able to give commands within Homeworld. The ease at which the experiment was attempted I think tells more of the desperation and hope the majority of the civvies reflected back. The IOA used that through Camille to good effect. As for Rush, well yeah, amen for his self-interest and the important aspect of Brody backing him up when required. Of course we see Rush manipulating more of the science team in the next few episodes. Mac replied that uh, I still think we should have done more to restore power regeneration in the early episodes. We would have been kind of well screwed, but now we have enough power to tackle any situation, but enough but not enough to dial home. I replied that once they decided to go down the rickety wagon approach, I think they were kind of tied to that premise, at least until they gained complete control of the ship. Cheers Mac as always, waving the flag for Stormgate Universe feedback, and come on folks, I know there are fans of this show out there. Granted, maybe not as many as for SG-1 and SGA, but those like us do like Universe, love it with a passion. Let's hear from you. If you do fancy getting in touch with us, then you can do so via the contact form, which is on our website. You'll find that at gatecast.co.uk or you can send us an email using gatecastpodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook and Google Plus and carried on iTunes and Stitcher Internet Radio. You'll find all the links on the website. If you have a minute to, then you can leave us a rating or review on either iTunes or Stitcher. They would be most appreciated. We also have a standalone RSS feed which you can copy and paste into any podcatcher and they'll give you direct access to all the episodes we've released so far iTunes is restricted to the last 25. Right, let's wrap the show up. Okay then folks, that was time. Next week we are going to be looking at the episode Life. Everything works out okay. Matthew will be joining us for that. On an all-new Stargate universe, no matter how far from home, you can't escape your past. Is it really you? It's okay. I love you. This new job. Insane hours. What's the job? I dance. I know you're still sleeping with her. Did he tell you this? Eric! Stargate Universe, an original series, only on sci-fi. Imagine greater. Brad, thank you very much for joining me and uh, taking the place of Alan while he gallivants his way around Europe or wherever he's got to. <laughs> uh, my pleasure. It's, it's good to get back into it again. Like listening to the episodes at work and uh, wanting to put in my two cents and I'll get to do it again finally. So, Yep, you should be back in maybe about three weeks, I think, for space. Ah, nice. Very good. Yep. We'll get in touch in a range of time for that. It's a bit closer to the date. Yep. The eternal juggling act of getting Alan to actually confirm a time and stick to it. <laughs> yeah, all work's about to change again, so we'll see what happens. Do you want to give a bit of information on your podcast? Ah, yes, uh, off the shelf. We are the voice of Transformers Collectors Club Australia. We're a little club here in Australia um, celebrating all things Transformers and Transformers franchise. You head over to transformerscca.com. All the info's there, the YouTube channel, where the uh, video podcast goes up. Um, we've moved from Skype and onto Google Hangouts now, so that's been an interesting little change, but um, we're uh, progressing quite happily along over there, so check us out. Excellent. Thank you very much for listening. Brad, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure as always. Uh, thanks, Mike. It's been good. Thank you, everybody else, for listening. Hope you tune in next week. But until then, I've been Mike. And I've been Brad. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Goodbye. You've been listening to The Gatecast, hosted by Alan and Mike. 
Join us at gatecast.co.uk. Stargate forever. Yeah.